Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Sarah. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. How's your head feeling? Fine. After that headstand, you were... The attempted headstand? Yeah, I'll call it an attempted headstand. Let's say headstands because it was at least five I attempted and I never got my feet up, so... Yeah, pretty close. But I think I'm thinking clearer. (laughs) I think. But you and I differ. You think there's some benefit to blood rushing to your head as part of your headstand. Yes. And I believe that we were created with our heads at the top for a reason. Then why do you lay down at night? Because I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to sleep. Well, we can discuss um, body theory later. Anywho, (laughs) speaking of foundations, Uh um, we have have a great guest, (laughs) great guests here today. They're a lot of fun and we're going to learn a lot. I met these folks at the uh, uh, car conference, uh, gosh, probably been six months ago. So I want to tell you uh, that we're welcoming Darren and Shanice, and they they are husband and wife, and they run a company called Professional Foundation Repair. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Thanks for coming on today. I know not everybody does, but I find this topic pretty fascinating. I know our guests do as well, I hope, because yeah. this is what they do all day long. But here's why I think this is interesting uh, an interesting topic to have. Agents deal with this stuff all the time. I'm not saying that one in 10 homes have foundation issues, but we're in California. This is, or LA, this is kind of earthquake territory, like soil issue territory, hillsides. So uh, I'd say agents run across this all the time. And I did all the time when I was flipping homes. And I think foundations are like the scariest thing you can hear on an inspection report. Oh, it's got Mm -hmm. a plumbing issue. Okay, we know how to deal with that. But foundation, ah, run for the hills. Freak out time. Freak out time. Now I've learned that sometimes that's correct. And, and a lot of times it's not. So I want to learn uh, about foundations and I want to teach all you guys. Or yeah. I know guests. very little. So I'm like very excited oh. to learn a lot. Yeah. 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 Well, let me, let, so I want to start with this because I want to have you guys talk, not just us, but I want to. <laughs> Are you sure? Let's start. I do, <laughs> I do like to talk. Can we start at the very beginning for our agents? So when they're doing an inspection of a house, and the general inspector says, hey, uh, you should bring in a foundation inspector or a drainage inspector like you guys do. I imagine you guys could come in and inspect the house. So tell us about that process. What are you looking for? What, what's a foundation inspection even really mean? Okay. So first we get calls. Um, we do about, I would say, 10 to 15, we call escrow issued inspections per week right now. And so um, we'll get a call from typically the realtor saying, hey, kind of like you said, freak out time. It's like, oh, no, uh, the home inspector found an issue with in his general inspection. And then it comes out to be like they're freaking out and they need it. Like typically it's, it's a really time deal because they only have a couple of days with their contingencies. And so at that point, uh, we, we jump on it right away. Uh, we send our specialized inspectors down there because we're a specialty company. Obviously, we, we specialize in and foundation and drainage. And then we go in there and typically you have two different types. You have a crawl space type of foundation and you have a slab foundation. Mm-hmm. And they both come with challenges and <laughs> both of them come with challenges on each one. But, but at that point, my inspector would go down there. He would crawl underneath if it's a crawl space or do a bunch of measurements if it's like a slab type of 
of inspection. But at that point, we start generating reports and pictures, and we find something, and then we, we generate a report at that time. Yeah, so going off what Darren said, for the real estate agents, that the home inspector comes out and gives them a report. It's usually a section that specifically calls out foundation. Um, they'll notice there's maybe cracking in the garage, cracking inside the house, or a low point where it's sloping. So that's when they then say, hey, this is now beyond just my wheelhouse. What I know you need to call specials. And that's when like uh, Darren's side of the company will come in. Um, and like he said, send out an inspector and we do an in-depth uh, report of what we found and then the repairs needed. Or if there's no repairs needed, we just say, hey, here's some areas you can probably clean things up so you don't have future problems. And then usually based off the foundation call is when drainage is called out because the drainage caused the foundation issues. So that's yeah. what my team will come in. Well, definitely. Mm. I want to, I want to jump into that too, but just real quick, uh, that inspection, is that a one day thing? And what's the cost? Like how quick is that? And what does it cost? Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's two twenty five for us to come out. It's a one day inspection usually takes our guy anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour. And one of our specialties is that we like to, we like to turn these down around really quickly. So we, we guarantee within 24 hours, you'll have that report in hand. Amazing. Wow. No. times it, agents are you know go, ah, they're like i have three days and i have to have everything <laughs> yeah. yeah so so we can turn around usually even faster than that that same night we can sometimes generate them and get them out to to the agents amazing that's yeah. awesome okay so uh let's 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 take the next step you guys do an inspection what are the most common things that you see issue wise so, so like you said, there's two different types of foundations. Mm -hmm. So like for a slab foundations, a lot of times you're seeing a lot of cracking or, or maybe an area that's sinking. And that's when obviously it has issues, right? That's why we're out there. It has issues. And so you're going to see those type of thing. It's kind of, I equate it much like, like the toothache. It's like a toothache in, in your property. You'll see like cracks and movement and separation. Um, and that's on the slab side. And on mm -hmm. obviously... The raised foundation side, it's pretty easy. It's like, it's already open heart surgery. We've already opened it up. We can get in there. We can diagnose it right away. Obviously, it's more challenging on the slab side because we're, we're just taking measurements and figuring out what's going on. And that's really when the drainage comes in because that's a cause, I'm telling you, 90% mm -hmm. of the issues that we run into is drainage related or water related. And so at that point, we'll, we'll look at both and we'll diagnose it at that point. And then some of those things that Darren's saying you'll see, like for the slab of the cracking, most people don't realize the base of their house, like the part you actually walk on until it's severely bad. What they will see is like, oh, my window's starting to get stuck or my door's swinging open randomly. And for agents, if you're walking a house before your client comes in, look to see if there's these little hairline cracks above each door jam and the windows. Because that's usually someone who doesn't know anything about foundations will notice that their house is cracking in the paint and stuff. And then on the raised foundation, which is usually have steps to go into your house, people will notice that like, yeah, it kind of bounces in this area or makes a squeaky noise when I step right there. Or I'm walking sideways. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> pretty serious ones in the hillsides where like your equilibrium will be thrown off. It's down so bad. Oh, wow. Those are some things that someone who doesn't know anything about foundation might hear those things that we're saying and be like, oh, shoot, I did notice there was a crack in my ceiling or my window won't close anymore. Okay, question for you. Sorry, as somebody who doesn't know all that much about this stuff, when you say drainage issues, is that like like the rain gutters, like draining improperly into places or is it like, what does that mean? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so it's funny because um, even my family, they're like, oh yeah, drainage. They're like, oh, my plumbing. I'm like, no, 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 different, <laughs> different area. <laughs> drainage around your house. Um, so that's one thing that I try and uh, explain to customers too. They're like, oh no, I just got my plumbing replaced. I'm like, 
that's great because that could be it. <laughs> but I'm talking about stopping that uh, water from the exterior of your property. So that would include rain gutters with the downspouts that we uh, tie in so that they're not just dumping. A lot of people are like, well, I got rain gutters. Unfortunately, you took your whole roof and put it at one corner of your foundation. And right. now, the call, yeah, my bedroom, the one corner seems to be down. And we already already know there's a downspout right there. I don't right. have to go out and tell them they have a downspout there. Another thing is sprinklers. People in Cal- Southern California, oh, it doesn't even rain here. Well, it's raining for three to five minutes on your property every day when your sprinklers are spraying your house and then settling and you have no drain to collect that water and move it away. So yes, those are key things. Um, concrete that's sloped incorrectly, it's sending the water towards your house. Okay. I Tell me if you guys agree. When I used to learn about foundation and talk about foundation, I would say, you don't have a foundation problem. You have a soils problem. Because the foundation is like, it's legit. It's made of concrete. But if some, if the soil underneath it is shifting because water intrusion or whatever, whatever, isn't, isn't that usually the case that there's something wrong with the soils that's creating the foundation shift or yeah, Yes. Um, cause we have expansive soil around Southern California a lot. And so yes, that, that most times that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a soil issue with soil saturation. A lot of times saturation with weight, imagine the weight of the house plus soil saturation under the house. Eventually that's going to break down. So I would agree with that. There are special cases of when there's like root systems and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that would be kind of like, but it, we don't see it as much, obviously 90% of it it is drainage related yeah. for sure. And we always tell people, because again, with drainage, even with foundations, people just don't know a lot about it. I always give my customers the example. When you go to the beach, the sand, when you walk on the dry sand, your feet are going to go a little bit because all houses are going to have movement. Like he said, where our soil is always moving. When little kids stand right there by the waves and they're like, mommy, look. And every time the wave comes, they get further and further and further. Mm. And now they're up their knee deep of water because the water just kept moving it. So that's the same thing with your house. If you're in the dry area because you have the proper drainage system, it's going to move a little. If you keep sitting in that wet sand, you are literally going to be knee deep in water. And that's your house settling on you. Oh, that's so and interesting. Our, and most of our soil is sand. <laughs> well, yeah, there's like liquefaction <laughs> zones, right? Yeah, liquefaction yeah. zone. Uh, there's, there's high water table. There's a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. of the turtles. There's, there's high water tables, sand. You say there's sand, there's expansive soil. Mm-hmm. There's like you clay, said, soil, clay soil, water. Yeah. I mean, it's every right. <laughs> But when you guys do an inspection, because look, every foundation has maybe minor cracks. Every house has a little right. bit of shifting and movement, especially in the flats. It's not the end of the world. I mean, what percentage of the time would you say that you, you can report back to the agent like, this is not a overwhelming problem. This is a 10K and under problem. So that is the biggest, like you said at the, at the beginning, that is the biggest misnomer on this whole thing is that you hear foundations are freaking out. It's kind of like mold, right? So you hear mold, you go, ah, same thing with foundations. Ah, right. I'm telling you nine times out of 10, it's like you said, it's 10,000 or less maybe eight times out of 10, because we do run into some, some older houses that need quite a bit of work. But really, these are all solvable problems. And when Shanice and I, we, we did inspections <laughs> with, together for five years straight, we did every inspection. And one thing that we told them was we're like, hey, look, this is solvable. Because the, the buyer's freaking out, right? Everybody's kind of freaking out, especially the buyer, because that's a big investment. And so at that point, we say, okay, we're going to calm down. We can fix it. It's not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like taking your car into the shop for a tune-up, right? And that's kind of the some of the analogies we use just to kind of calm down the situation so not everybody's freaking out. Because like you said, it's, it's 
eight, I would say maybe eight times out of 10, it's less, 10,000 or less. Yeah. And we're really big on, as we're there, like investigating on a property, we're looking at what is the most necessary that they have to do. Right. Versus things that, so we always break our biz down, like mandatory, optional, like, hey, if you have it in your budget and you want it, and then we have the like recommendations, like, hey, you don't really need your full foundation done. We can just fix this one corner, but I highly suggest you have a rain getter company come out to fix this or have right. your landscapers move those sprinklers out, switch them to a drip system. So there's things that we always try to do to help, help them save money and things. Some people are like, hey, I'm a handy guy. I can do it myself. Go to Home Depot. I send them screenshots. You can get these three items. Take care of yourself. Okay. You know, save yourself some money. So we're not one of those companies like, we're going to call every single thing, even stuff that's like, you could add it, but it's more of an add-on, add not a mandatory. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing to keep in mind, too. You want to be looking out for companies that are just, you know, throwing $100,000 at every single house they go to versus right. like, hey, you can fix 10000 here, but talk to your landscaper or fix this part yourself or add that little extra thing, switching out grass for gravel. Like little things you can do yourself to help yeah. save a lot in the end. And unfortunately, in our business, one thing that you are going to have a huge disparity because a lot of it is subjective, right? And so when you're underneath the house and you say, oh, what's the life of this here in post, right? What's the life of this girder beam? And so you have to make a determination at that point to say, hey, it needs to be, I would suggest it gets replaced or no, this will be good for the next five to 10 years, right? So there is a disparity. And then uh, with some of the, a lot of the companies that you can get 10 bids and you're going to get probably, <laughs> probably five different numbers. Like at least it can be from low to very high. So it's, it's, it's pretty common in our industry. What is the most severe condition you've ever found at an inspection? So I'll, well, I'll tell you a story about, remember the San Clemente house that yeah, we looked at? So we went to an inspection and, and we walked in the front. There's a really nice, huge house um, in San Clemente. And we walked in the door and as we're walking, and we have an eye for it because we did a million inspections, uh, we noticed that our heads were like this <laughs> and going tilting. And mm. we're walking down Ugh. the hallway and we're like, Oh, this isn't good. This yeah, isn't I, good. This is crazy. I just shook my head and then the <laughs> husband goes, your head feels off. I was like, yeah, like, I feel like I kind of got a little dizzy. He goes, yeah, almost like you're drunk. And I was like, well, no, no, not like it. <laughs> and literally it was funny though. Your, my whole like, equilibrium like shifted. Uh-huh. I felt like I was swaying. And that's how far down the house had settled. It literally threw wow. off the equilibrium just walking. Yeah. And so yeah. that was a real severe situation. So we we lasered that house really well. And we found out it was about, what, six inches down? Yeah. About six, six inches. inches some in six inches down. Mm-hmm. And they had really bad drainage and some some other issues. But, yeah, it was... Uh, and they had just bought that one like three months before. So those are the ones that are hard. And that's why yeah, we want to be here to educate uh, real right. estate agents, whether you're the buyer or the seller. Because that's, it, it's not good for any party that's involved in that. But yeah, they had just bought it. And they asked, you know, everyone that was involved, they asked them. They said, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> then the termite guy comes down. He's like, dude, this house is sick. <laughs> he was like, yeah, we're walking kind of. So then they called us out. And uh, oh, the boy. owner specifically asked the home inspector, is, I feel like this house is, is not level. And the home inspector said, no, it's fine. What? It's a little bit of settlement. Six oh, inches. Oh, boy. Well, that was a... That was a so... Can you wow. fix that? Does, does that need a Yeah, was that raised or slabs or yeah. what, what does that need? So so we have a process and it, it's 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 only uh, we have a patent process. It's called a Wells concentric pier. And so what we would do in that situation is uh, we did help them out is we figured out where the areas are sinking because there's only one side of the house and then we dig down and we put these huge 
piles down there and we shoot them and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And, and we re-level the house and re-support it so it won't move. And mm-hmm. we usually give about a 30-year warranty on that stuff. And we do them all over from San Clemente up to the valley. So, uh, But that's not a, that's a, that's a big fix. We're talking six-figure. Yeah, six yeah, yeah, right? that's the outlier on the bell curve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, we, you yeah. average, you're not going to run into that. Um, right. We, when I was flipping homes, we were so sensitive to floors. My partner and I would walk like you guys would walk a house. And one of us would say, do you feel any sloping in the floor at all? And I'd say, I'm not sure. I don't know. We would always have a marble with us. I was going to say. <laughs> always have Perfect. a marble, right? And I would, we, it, we would be like, we'd put it down. No, no movement here. Then we'd move like 10 feet away and then it would start to roll. Like we always wanted to know if the yeah. floors were, you know. Was the poor man's open. a laser. <laughs> so you <do>. yeah. <laughs> hey, gravity works on it. On, oh, on any. Ra- ball, anything works. Round object. You yeah. rolling up. And that's, that's a point to the realtors that are obviously you know, going to listen to this podcast is that when you're, when you're walking through, you know, it's, I think it's your duty also to go and kind of look around. You're not trained to see everything, but you see some cracking, like, like Shanice said, or the doors are sticking or the windows won't shut all those different types of stuff. Those are good indicators that there's an issue here that needs to be looked at. Yeah. And, and even going off that, it doesn't mean it's going to damage your deal or, or mess it up. Cause some people are like, Hey, I love this house so much. I love the schools in the area. The neighbors seem great. I'll take it as it is, but you just want to make sure that everybody knows what they're getting into. So call out those specialists if you're already noticing some things aren't adding up or just seem a little off. Sometimes we go on our report just has pictures saying, hey, everything looks good. Our measurements came back. You know, everything's in our the variant that is acceptable. But like I said, just here's some tips and tricks to help make sure does it progress to something worse. But yeah, you don't want to say, oh, I don't want to lose the deal. I don't want to. Yeah. It's better to just get the information out. Then like I said, we've come to people that we give them a report. And they're like, okay, thanks for the report. We don't care. We love the house. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. 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 Go right ahead. <laughs> but we try and treat it as like, this is our family buying the house. Well, we want to make sure we protect them in if they're going to be buying this. And that's right. more how we guide ourselves on how what we call out and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, being as that we're in California and there's we have earthquakes here, we obviously know that earthquakes can significantly like damage a foundation. What about aftershocks? Because, you know, like we've had recently like a few 4.0 or tiny earthquakes or whatever in the last like few months. Are those anything to be nervous about or is there anything you should be checking for after something like that? Yeah, so there is a there's structural repairs, which there's structural issues along uh, wrong with property. And then there's another process called a retro. And so obviously you need the structural dialed in pretty well before you do the retrofit. But the retrofit is it would kind of would definitely help with that process of that your your clients or your homeowners worrying about the house shifting because it's it's going to move you know we're living in california and we always tell clients that it's going to move but there's a process called a retrofit that would retrofit their house to where basically it's bolting down the house to the footings and then that way it doesn't because because earthquakes go side to side right and so this will just bolt everything down to so they move together and it'll protect their house yeah, I noticed that a lot of homes that we used to walk, there'd be cracking, more horizontal cracking, maybe six yep. inches off the off the ground. Is that where the house uh, foundation kind of and the sill plate kind of 
yeah. sit together and that's where it shifts and kind of separates? Yeah, so that's exactly true. So it, it, it's a lateral movement that's mm-hmm. happened and, it, and it's it, it basically it separated and it cracked. And so it needs to have some structural reinforcement in that area. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that's where the sill plate and the, the footings of the stem wall meet. So they pour that first and then they pour the slab on top. So when it shears, that horizontal crack on the outside stucco is from those two. Um, and that's that. what you're describing is from settlement. Because just movement, usually it's a perpendicular crack, but when it's or, or vertical, when it's horizontal, horizontal like that, that's the ground is now settling downward. So it's pulling this ah. way. So the crack goes along the whole wall. So side up. to side movement creates a vertical crack and then settlement yeah. creates a horizontal crack. Exactly. Yeah. And then yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. like if you sprinkler in one area or a downspot, you also see that one, mm. uh, the vertical crack as well too. Oh, that's what so a, interesting. What about the stair step crack? You either see that on <laughs> stucco or inside a home on, um, on drywall. Does that, does that have a so, meaning? So what happens in that case is that it's, it's telling us that there's movement somewhere. Mm-hmm. And what's weird about it is typically that stair step crack or that angle crack that you see is another area, a weak part of your area of your house that's pulling that section, right? And mm-hmm. so it'll, it'll put, it puts stress on that on the weakest point. And so that could be, I was taught this by engineers, that could be another, the whole other side of the house that's pulling that section mm-hmm. and then thus cracking it. Interesting. So that's pretty common. We see those all the time. Common, yeah. So yeah. The crack, where crack occurs is not always where the actual problem, especially for drainage. Um, if it cracks down the middle, it's usually because something on the perimeter is actually settling and it just finds that weak point in it, it snaps. Like, or you'll right. see the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. hump in the middle of the floor, like our laminate will start to pop. Yes. So that's yeah, where it's, it's another topic of drainage. Uh, I have friends who, uh, they have construction companies that do uh, remodels and flooring in Orange County. And before they're like, man, we keep going out for warranty calls. And I posted a couple of videos on my Instagram. And they're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't even... I said, no, it was drainage. When that moisture comes in from that mud seal, it makes the laminate floors pop. And the people are like, you didn't install it right. And they go replace it. Pops mm. again. Well, anytime moisture gets in between the slab and the flooring, it's going to pop. Mm. Um, tiles take a little longer because they're heavier. But uh, yeah, so that's, like I said, yeah. so that's another yeah. thing to, to look for. <laughs> yeah. Between slab and raised foundation, it does one of them traditionally hold up better does one of them have more issues so like i said it's it's a mixed bag the beautiful thing about a raised foundation is is it's like open heart surgery we can get a guy there we crawl it we can we diagnose it really quickly so yeah so we can figure out the repairs right away we see what the problem is typically right and so on slab it's a little more challenging to diagnose because it's you know it's basically sitting on grade right and so yeah there's challenges in both but like I said, if somebody's asked me which one I would pick, I would I would say really like like you bring up early, soil is the key to whether or not for each one, right? Uh, and is it expansive soil? Is it a liquefaction area? All those matter. You can have the best raised foundation built house in all of California. Same with the slab, but if it's a real movement area like Costa Mesa, is, is just comes to mind. There's a lot of movement. Soil's really bad in that area, and so. We see a lot of, we get a lot of calls from that area because people's houses are cracking, right? Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't, it, either one has its risk and benefits. Yeah, and especially like they're saying in areas that you already know have bad soil. So like in Costa Mesa, if you go for a escrow inspections, there's going to be cracking. Like no one's buying a house and saying, there's a crack. Like, you know, you're going into <laughs> this house knowing now where it, it plays a factor in how bad it is, is. If it's a hairline crack versus if you can stick a whole quarter in the crack. 
Oh, your finger? Now we're talking this place probably has poor drainage and is not anchored correctly. Now we got to add in the extra steps versus just like, well, our house is going to have a couple of cracks here and there. Um, yeah, there's something that Shanice brought up earlier that's that that so we are, we have an in-house engineer that set forth guidelines for us as inspectors as as inspecting these properties. And there's something called an acceptable variance, which she brought up earlier. So there's going to be some variance, right? There's going to be some variance with each house. Nothing's going to be perfectly level, perfectly whatever, everything, right? And so at that point, we have a chart for acceptable variance of movement. And so all my inspectors go off of this chart from our engineer. So that's that's a real mm-hmm. cool, like, so there's going to be times, hey, the crack here, but it's nothing. It's not a big deal. It's a hairline crack. There's going to be a little shifting, not a big deal. And there's other times that there's bigger issues. Yeah. You know how I knew that? If my marble rolled slowly, <laughs> it was okay. If it rolled quickly, that's there's an a issue. Problem. It's the marble test. Marble, I was going to say, depending See, on the speed of that roll. Right. See, I'm a foundation expert and I just have one tool. Question for you. Does newer, do newer builds, uh-huh. newer yeah. projects, I suppose, do they have better foundation because they're taking some of these things like the soil type and that kind of a thing in taking into account? No. Sometimes. Sometimes is the right word. Sometimes. Um, So we ran across new houses that were built two to three years ago. Good uh, reference is Irvine. They have a lot of building going on there. Brand new. We've been to brand new builds and they're cracked, right? And so not to say all Irvine's that way, but this particular section. So I would say not always. Um, And we have run into new builds that just, they did a really good job. They prep. The main thing is is the drainage. Yeah, they dug it out on the drainage already from the get-go but that's one thing too home inspectors we noticed in the, about the last three years are starting to call out drainage so you probably have realized in your experience as well before on home inspection reports never saw it. there was not one thing mm-hmm. mentioned about your sprinklers spraying your house down so nothing about landscape area and how it's affecting the house right. in the last like three years we've noticed a little bit more a little bit more and now even the city for permitting if you're going to put an addition they're mandating drainage be around that area oh. Because they're already seeing how much it's affected all these foundations that now they're trying to like put in buffers to help reduce that. But yeah, with the new builds, sometimes I'm so shocked. I'm like, they just built this. There's permits. How could this be happening? And we get there and the drainage is terrible. Mm. Yeah. So that's a good thing for developers to also be super aware of Uh, is that that could really... They're on the hook for 10 years. I was a developer. That's some of my background as a developer is that um, they're on the hook for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so if any problems happen, we've gone to, we've had jobs where there was a problem with the the developer did some houses and they were having some issues. We had to go fix that. And that was on the developer's dime, you know, so... We see it not, you know, not always, but we do see it for sure. It's better to throw that six thousand dollar drainage system in to keep from having a sixty thousand dollar <laughs> drainage. Don't start adding zeros. The, one, <laughs> the ones I love, and these aren't new homes necessarily, but when the the, the backyard has a patio, let's say a concrete yep. patio, yep. and it drains towards the house. It's yeah. like Yeah. Man, yeah. if I had a dollar for every time I saw that, <laughs> right? Why? Why? Why does it drain <laughs> Yeah, I say landscapers and uh, the concrete, uh, the masonry guys keep keep me in business. Right? Why do they do that? Because <laughs> the thing is, so with our my drain or our drainage company, it's um, property preservation specialists. So how can we preserve the most important, most expensive party house, which is your foundation? Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing with all the exterior surrounding. 
landscapers are our competition. They're like, hey, you asked for some sprinklers and some drains. We put it in. You know, if it works, I don't know. You asked for it. Concrete guys. They're like, hey, we put the concrete in. It looks nice. But they didn't take into account the property preservation side of it. And that's why when we put in concrete, it's sloped away. It goes to the proper drains. We're putting in landscape. Is the sloping correct? Is the grading properly? It's, yeah. it's simple. It doesn't rain in Southern California. It never. And <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why we don't, that's why we don't need drainage. Because <laughs> it never rain. Yeah. And, and then the last three years we've had like one week downpours that have just. Oh my gosh, I, I, mean, I know. I have some videos and pictures of people sending us, hey, can you come out to my house? And there, <laughs> I mean, water. Sand, like sandbags. Sandbags. Well, it's a quick way to find out where the issues are, I suppose, is a week of a downpour, you know? Right. <laughs> this year, this yeah. <laughs> so out of curiosity, do you guys consult like for developers if somebody wants to have you come in and, and make recommendations and stuff like that? And do you also happen to do the contracting? Like, will you lay foundation for somebody if they're building a property or is that kind of outside of what you... I'll let you answer the foundation. So the foundation, like we get calls for ADUs all the time. Mm. The truth is that uh, we don't do a lot of them because because we won't do a job without a drainage plan, right? And so it's going to cost them more to hire our company because we're going to come up with a full plan for them that will preserve that property, right? And so there's a lot of concrete competitors that don't really care about that. So our pricing is going to be higher. So we don't do a lot of them unless the person's just like, hey, I want this thing done right. I buy somebody that gives me a warranty, then we would do that type of job on that side. And that would be the difference between like a developer who's trying to get the project done in this budget so they can make this profit mm-hmm. versus um, a homeowner who's like, hey, we're looking to expand on our house. We're adding an addition. They usually want it done properly and correct so they don't have issues down the line on that side. And then for the drainage, um, yes, we are consulted a lot of people who are putting up new houses, like new builds, or if they've completely gutted their entire perimeter of their house, they're going to do a hall of cool hardscaping, then they will have us out to consult with their hardscaping company, whether that's us being a consultant for them or sometimes we work hand in hand. We put in the drains and they do all the surrounding landscape, but we have to know, okay, here you're going to put in wood chips, here you're going to do gravel, here we're doing concrete, there's going to be a pool, things of that nature that we want to make sure we're telling them where the drains need to be and what slope has to be towards those drains right. um, in order for their system to work properly and for our system to work properly. And another thing is like, the one thing we're kind of skipping over is the waterproofing side of it is a key factor on this because we do a lot a ton of French drains through the drainage, but really waterproofing. We waterproof the, the foundations all the time. And, and that keeps the moisture out. So a lot of times customers say, well, let's just do the waterproofing because that's like the cheapest part on this list of items. And I say, I can put the waterproofing in. That just keeps moisture out. That does not keep the water from sitting against that uh, membrane that over time it will break it down and now you're going to have water penetrating. You want... Nice. Waterproofing means you got to dig around the periphery of the foundation and yeah. and, and put your membrane there? Exactly. So okay. we excavate okay. around the perimeter of the footings and then we put in the it's a polymer waterproofing membrane mm. to encapsulate the footings, keeps all the moisture out. And then we put in our French drain system. So not only are we keeping moisture out so that, you know, that keeps out the mold and all that stuff. But we're also then taking that water and moving it away from the property through a sub pump to a curb cut, yep. a pop-up, you know, different discharge line options. So it's a couple layers of protection on your property. Right. Yeah. That's insane in the membrane. <laughs> insane in the nice. Membrane. That's all I've been thinking about the last like six seconds was saying that. that joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you one last thing. Are there homes that you should be more suspect of? Like if you're buying, I think of hillside homes or homes in the foothill type homes are more susceptible to issues. Is that true? 
I would say overall, yeah, you know, we get those are the more the, uh, definitely the bigger ticket items. You know, as you can imagine, that they're uh, you know in the hilly area or beachy area, that kind of thing that's overlooking. Yeah, for sure, those those are going to be a little more concerning. But also, what you want to look at is what's protecting that property too. You know, and then too, like like you mentioned earlier, like the soil is it liquefaction area? Is it? There's a lot of <laughs> variables when it when it comes to determining that. So the hillside, like reason why. I think we all agree that that would be a little bit more of you want to really, really thoroughly check that is because there's two factors. One, you know, are the piles anchored correctly to keep it from sliding? Or is there a retaining wall that's deep enough to keep that soil from moving? And then secondly, hillsides come with a lot more water. If the lot is flat, mm-hmm. there's going to be a little bit of water. If it's a hillside, you're not only getting the water that lands on your property, you're getting all the residual water from the neighbors above you. Sometimes I've, we've gone up to hillsides where this house is kind of set lower and the three surrounding houses are all higher than it. So it's taking all the water from their property as well that saturates and then keeps traveling to the low point. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, hillsides be a little bit more and then, you know, Costa Mesa with that soil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've never bought a What kind of soil in, is it? Costa Mesa. It's so expansive. Like the streets have cracks, like wow. cracks all over it. Like that's another thing to look for too is what the street looks like. Mm. So if the, the street that you're driving on is cracked a lot, usually means it's super expansive soil in that area. If the street has a little bit of cracks, it's usually, that, that's a good telltale, but like, yeah, in driveways. But Coach Mesa, the street, the driveway, everything that <laughs> usually has uh, does, does expansive mean that when it absorbs water, it expands? Yeah, and then okay. contract, it's, it's moving a lot. Okay. Constantly. Oh, that's so interesting. Some some of our clients will call us and say, "Hey, look, every year they're just used to it in certain areas where it'll open up, you know, like in the summer, and they'll close up during the winter. So it, it's constantly going, and they're just used to it." Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> thing, for those agents listening, just because there's cracking doesn't mean the customers are not still going to want to buy the house. We yeah. right. Yeah. Especially so, when you know it already happens. That we yeah. look. That's look. That's the lesson. It's bound to happen, right? Exactly. So yeah. it's just how much of an issue is this? It might be not a big deal. It yep. might just be slightly cosmetic and it might be something you have to deal with eventually in the future. Yeah, everything can be fixed. We can fix yeah. anything. We've done some crazy jobs. Uh, we can fix it and it'll be stronger and better than it was before. Yeah. Look, so the, that's, that's the, less, the lesson is it's a $225 inspection. That's the best money you're ever going to spend. Yes. Yes both as a potential buyer and as a real realtor, because you don't want to get sued. The yeah. last thing you want to do is get sued over a yeah. foundation issue. So right? what we're seeing now on that point, and this is my last thing I want to make a point on is, is that we're seeing a trend now where because the market was so hot this last seven, eight years or however long it was, right? Mm-hmm. 10 years, people were, were just going into buying houses and they were removing their contingencies for, mm-hmm. for an inspection. They were just saying, oh, I'm good. I, I want it. There's 10 offers. Yeah. I'll remove, I'll remove that, that contingency. I'll take it as is, right? So, and some not, but we're finding a lot of, a lot of new homeowners calling us and saying, hey, I think there's a problem here. We just closed us for three months ago. And so we're seeing that trend where Mm. people just jumped in these houses and really didn't do an investigation, didn't do a proper home inspection. And then, and some of them even got the home inspection, they called out foundation, but they didn't go through with it. And now they're having major issues. So that's a new trend that we're seeing. Well, thank you guys, Darren and Shanice, Professional Foundation Repair. What area do you guys cover here in Southern California? So professional foundation repair, professional drainage experts, we cover all the way from San Clemente 
all the way up to the valley. I mean, now we've done, we're doing some areas of Riverside also. Okay, so, so most, of, most of Southern California, yeah. you got it covered. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Thank that you so great. much. What a wealth of knowledge. Thank you, I guys. learned a lot. <laughs> Appreciate you coming on. Thank you Thanks so for much. Having us. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.